Every day is a mini version of our life. How you start your day is important. Jane Hogan. So the big question is, how do women over 40 like us keep weight off, have great energy, balance our hormones and our moods, feel sexy and confident, and master midlife? If you're like most of us, you're not getting the answers you need and remain confused and pretty hopeless to ever feel like yourself again. As an OBGYN, I had to discover for myself the truth about what creates a rock-solid metabolism, lasting weight loss, and supercharged energy after 40 in order to lose 100 pounds and fix my fatigue. Now, I'm on a mission. This podcast is designed to share the natural tools you need for impactful results and to give you clarity on the answers to your midlife metabolism challenges. Join me for tangible natural strategies to crush the hormone imbalances you're facing and help you get unstuck from the sidelines of life. My name is Dr. Kieran Dunstan. Welcome to the Hormone Prescription Podcast. Hi, and welcome back to the Hormone Prescription with Dr. Kieran. Thank you so much for joining me today. You're going to enjoy the episode today because we're talking about two very important things, breath and brain, and how you can harness the power of these to heal yourself of chronic pain and many health conditions. The science is very clear that your breath and your brain function are super important foundational manifestors of the physical health that you're experiencing. So why not take advantage of every tool that you can use? We're going to dive deep today with my guest, Jane Hogan, and she's going to teach you all about that. She's very passionate about it. She's done a lot of work and education in this area. Jane is the wellness engineer. She blends science and spirituality to help people release chronic pain using the mind, body, and breath so they can become empowered creators of their own health. Her personal experience of reversing crippling rheumatoid arthritis using natural solutions inspired her to leave a 30-year engineering career and become a functional medicine certified health coach, certified yoga teacher, and wellness educator. Combining ancient wisdom with leading edge science, Jane's Wellness by Design Blueprint has helped hundreds of people release chronic pain naturally. She's the host of the Wellness by Design podcast, and her empowering message has been featured on numerous podcasts and summits. Welcome, Jane, to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm really thrilled to be on your podcast. Glad to have you. Anytime we get to talk about quantum physics, energy, medicine, and all the woo-woo things that most people think aren't things, and I know are really the missing key to their overall health regimen and what's stopping them from healing a lot of times, I am in, and I know that that's something you love talking about. You're very passionate about it, and I've helped a lot of people with it. So can you tell everyone How did you become so passionate about the power of the mind and how it can heal the body and impact pain? Mm, Really through my own health journey, I was an engineer, civil engineer, structural design. My little joke is I was a structural design engineer until my own structure started to fail. I turned 50 and I was like, 50 is fabulous. But then within about three weeks uh, after that, I developed severe joint pain. I had just come through this really stressful year, emotionally stressful. My mother had died suddenly and I had a lot to deal with. I had to deal with the home and their collections and siblings. And it had been very stressful. I hadn't been sleeping very well. And so I was sort of on the tail end of that, getting the house ready for sale. and. I just 
my joints just got really, my shoulders first, it started, but it was so bad, had to go in a sling. And then the next day it was the other shoulder and it kind of went around. It was my knees, my feet. I got orthotics. I thought, okay, I'm just at that age. And my jaw, my hands started to hurt. I thought, okay, I just need the house sold and then everything's going to be fine. I'll take a little vacation. I'll be fine. But I got worse to the point where I could hardly walk. I could hardly like turn door handles. I was getting stuck in rooms because I couldn't turn the door handle. I, I couldn't squeeze shampoo out of the bottle. I was like almost getting to the point where I couldn't look after myself and really didn't know what it was. Nothing was really showing up in my blood work. Luckily, I had my family doctor was kind of unusual because she suggested that food might help and that there were some foods that caused inflammation. So she mentioned gluten, dairy, and sugar were really common. So I just cut them out cold turkey. And I had a, a, like a significant reduction pain in just five days, which, you know, if you know anything, and I know you do about the gut microbiome and how quickly it heals, then that makes total sense. And so I kind of went on this whole journey. I learned about functional medicine. Eventually, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. But I saw a rheumatologist and I said, I'm kind of trying these other things. And so I don't really want to take the meds right now. I was a little scared of the side effects. So I continued on and I started looking at lifestyle. I thought, okay, it's food and lifestyle. Then I'm going to be fine. And so I kept on trying all these things and graphing them and charting them and seeing how I was doing. And I would get a little bit better and then I would plateau. And then I would try something else, get a little bit better and then plateau. And I was like at least a year into the journey when I started Actually, I, I trained, I decided I wanted to learn more about functional medicine. So I signed up to be a, a health coach training for to become a health coach. Not that I knew if I was going to be a health coach, but I just wanted to learn more about it and I could do it online. And uh, I learned so much in that about the power of the mind. And every month we had a mind body medicine component. And then I realized that's what I was missing. And then it, I dived in further into the mind. And then also looking at childhood trauma, I had like lowercase trauma, like most people do. And anyway, the mind and addressing the mind and really understanding all of that and how it affects us energetically really took my healing then to the the next level. So that mm -hmm. that's a, not a short story, but there you go. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. I know there are a lot of people listening who are, are going to identify because it seems like whether you're 40, 50, 60 for women, a lot of times it just happens pretty quickly and we hit this wall. But I'm sad that this happened to you, but I love how you described how you couldn't even get out of a room because you couldn't turn the doorknob. And there might be somebody listening who's dealing with that right now. And Jane shared a few quotes with me before we started recording that I love. And I think that they really speak to this situation that you've just described, Jane, and probably will speak to some of you out there. Everything is happening for you, not to you. And I love that because a lot of times when it comes to our health, when we get these negative symptoms, you know, we're midlife, we're gaining weight, our hair's falling out, we can't digest our food, we can't sleep, you name it. You guys know what I'm talking about. And we think it's happening to us and it's something that's harming us. But really it's, I would call the body her. She's trying to tell you what's mm -hmm. wrong. And she's, these are signposts to where the problems are so that you can 
fix them. And so you came in contact with this information that the mind has the power to heal the body. So what did that look like for you and your, your healing journey from rheumatoid arthritis? How did you utilize mind techniques to help you? First of all, re that reframing, that quote that you said there, everything is happening for me, not to me. I think it's Byron Katie. I'm going to give her credit for that anyway. Yeah. That it's just such a reframe that this was not, because in the beginning I felt like, why is this happening to me? My life is out of control. This shouldn't be happening. I've been a good eater all my life. I've been athletic. Mm -hmm. Why is this happening? It's not fair. You know, all those kinds of thoughts and really afraid for my future. But to reframe it as this is happening for me, there's something for me to learn. Because what I kind of always knew and believed was that our bodies really are self-healing. They are. If we're having this breakdown or dis-ease or whatever's happening, these negative symptoms, then it's really our body calling for our help. And so it then it really is happening for us because it's calling our attention to become a version of ourselves that's different than the version who created this illness or dis-ease in the body. So it's waking us up. It's waking us up. So now, I mean, I see this whole beautiful path that I've had to get me right here to be talking to you right now. And I wouldn't have changed it. I know it was all happening for me. To me, what you're saying makes perfect sense because I've been down the same path. But to a lot of people, they're like, they have no idea what you're talking about, Jane. So you say <laughs> it's calling us to become a version of us that's greater, I'm paraphrasing, than mm -hmm. the woman who got rheumatoid arthritis or something like that. Some people are sitting there scratching their head saying, I have no idea what she means. Mm. Can you explain that? Okay, so I'm going to go down a little lesson in quantum science. I'll keep it really simple because I'm not an expert in quantum science, but I'll tell you a little bit about what I learned and then you'll understand why I said what I said. So quantum science tells us, first of all, that everything's energy, including us, right? We are actually electromagnetic energy systems that are expressing through a physical a human nervous system and a physical human body. So that might be like a lot for people to take in, <laughs> just that statement. But that's what quantum science tells us. Quantum science also says that we're constantly creating the reality. So basically, and this epigenetics tells us this too, that the environment that we're creating is the environment that our cells are all reproducing in. So if we've got a, an environment of stress and stress can be thoughts, right? Stress is, it, it, I'm, I'm calling it negative energy. So it can be thoughts, it can be toxins, it can be foods that aren't healthy for us and so on. So we create this and we are the ones creating that environment that's manifested in these cells reproducing with dis-ease in the body. So Going back to that then, if we've created it with the thoughts that we've had, with the foods that we've been eating, with the toxins we've been exposed to, then we can be the ones that can change that. So the version of ourselves that created the disease, I mean, we didn't do it consciously, obviously. None of us have really been taught this, which is why I'm so passionate about speaking about it. So the version of us that, that it created, if we continue the same way, then we're going to create more of that. So if we want to change it, 
we got to become a different person. You know, we've got to create different energy so that we now create a, a physical body, that manifesting of the energy in a physical body that's going to be different, one that's going to be creating health and wellness, not creating disease. Okay, so that's well said. Because I tell people that all the time, like the you that you are, you know, whatever it is that you're wanting to heal from, you know, irritable bowel, depression, you know, hot flashes and can't sleep, perimenopausal, whatever they are, is not the same woman who can exist in this world and not have those symptoms. Like you have to be someone different. Yes. And when I say this to people, they look at me like I have three heads. They don't understand what I'm saying. And I didn't get it because people said this to me, too, back at the beginning of my journey. And I didn't get it either. But now I get that the pain was calling me through the path to the healing, to the purpose and to becoming who I needed to be so I could you know, get off the five psychoactive medications and not need them. So I could regrow my hair and have a sex drive and do all the things. But I didn't understand that at the time. And and in fact, it scared me because I thought, well, what are you saying? Like, I can't be married. I was married at the time, married to the man I'm married to. I can't be a mom. I can't deliver babies. I can't do the things. So what do you say to those people who are thinking, what do you mean I have to change, Jane? When we do get this disease in our body and we're, you know, we're faced with this, it feels very powerful. Powerless, right? You feel like a victim. And that's exactly how I felt. And we're also kind of taught in this culture that we aren't powerful. Like we have to go find you know, the medications or whatever to take care of this. But really, we are powerful. When you think we're, we've, like, the fact that we've created the pain or disease or whatever it is shows us how powerful we are because we created it, right? So really, I feel like this puts us in an empowered position. And maybe that is a little scary for some people. In fact, there's a quote by Marianne Williamson that I don't have totally, and it wasn't one of the quotes I mentioned to you earlier, but it's something like our biggest fear is not that we aren't powerful, it's that we're powerful beyond measure. And really that is where we are. But we we also have to be careful with those thoughts too, Kieran, and that is that we can't sort of go into blame, say, wow, like, why did I do this to myself? It's not that, because those are negative thoughts that are creating negative energy, which are, you know, again, our cells are going to be bathed in it. So we want to make sure that we're having the thoughts of empowerment that are so that we are going to manifest this, this healthier version of ourselves in this physical body. I hope that helps your audience understand that really it's coming from a position of power and it's putting you in a more powerful place. Yeah. So I mean, this was all a part of my journey too, and I didn't get it at first, but as I said, I I leaned into the question and then that's when the answers and the understanding came. And I realized that I couldn't be the person who said that I didn't, you know, have a sugar problem and continue to eat sugar, right? I couldn't be the person (laughs) who just basically didn't love and nurture and care for myself the way that I deserved to and heal. And so those are a lot of things that I've changed. So Let's talk about, though, particularly when it comes to pain, do you think there's a special relationship between 
your mind, your thoughts that you think and pain in particular, or is it any health problem? I would probably say any health problem really, but sort of talking about pain in particular, I just hosted this summit as I interviewed like 50 experts in uh, who help people get out of pain naturally. And it was really clear that there's kind of two broad categories of what causes pain and actually chronic conditions of any kind is what a lot of them said. And that is stress is one bucket and toxins are another bucket. And you could even kind of put them all in one bucket because toxins create stress in the body. But let's just talk about the stress for a moment. So the stress can come from our thoughts, can come from even thoughts that we're not aware of. In fact, a lot of it can come from thoughts that we're not aware of. I interviewed Dr. Bruce Lipton and he talked about subconscious thoughts and how that can lead to, you know, fit manifestation of physical problems in the body. And so many other experts too talking about like childhood trauma that we may not even have realized we were carrying these subconscious thoughts all the time. And and how do you know that you're carrying you? It's kind of because we create these adaptive behaviors to make up for these things that hap- may have happened to us or things that we interpreted as being fearful when we were little. I mean, we don't even re- remember it. We don't have to remember it, but you'll see evidence because you'll have behaviors like perfectionism, people pleasing, always having to do, 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 go, go, go. So those kinds, feeling like the weight of the world is on your shoulders, being critical of other people or critical of yourself or not being able to take criticism, you know, being ultra sensitive. So these are all just really behavioral adaptations that we created to manage the fear situations we were in when we were really little. But the problem is that that creates, you know, like an environment of fear in our body. So our cells are kind of bathed in this, you know, underlying things aren't safe. And when things aren't safe, when the body thinks that things aren't safe, as you know, we're not going to be in that rest, digest, parasympathetic state. We're going to be more in the sympathetic state, which is when things don't run really well. And it's kind of like a, if you think about like an automobile is not, if it's not getting proper maintenance and, you know, you don't put the right kind of gas in it and all that kind of stuff, it's going to start to break down, obviously. And it's kind of like our, our bodies are the same way. So we've got, could have this underlying stress that's keeping our, our system in that state where we're not optimally functioning. And then that has a downward cascade effect of coming out as physical things in the body. You know, so that's what we're seeing. It might come out as pain. It might come out as hair loss. You mentioned it could come out as eczema. It could be anxiety, you know, all these different things. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the things you mentioned, increase inflammatory markers in the body, increase inflammation, which then is, you know, negative feedback with cortisol, plus the unconscious thoughts spikes the sympathetic nervous system. Everybody listening will remember Keisha Ewers has been on the podcast as well as on the summit talking about little T trauma. And I love Bruce Lipton. I'll put a plug in for his book, The Biology of Belief. Yeah. And this is, this is one of my favorite topics because It is the emerging science. You're not going to hear this at all at a regular doctor's office. And it absolutely will stop you from achieving the health that you deserve, from achieving the pain-free state that you deserve, from achieving the 
peaceful mind that you deserve. What would you say to those people who say, because I know we'll, we'll get into, and let's start with this. What are some of the steps that people can take to really start working with, I know you talk about mind or brain, breath and body. So what are the components of starting to work with these the mind to help to heal your pain. I'll come back to my question later. I think one thing that really works in the beginning is maybe because people are listening to a podcast like this is having hope. So having hope and belief that things can change because, you know, if I just searched rheumatoid arthritis, basically on the internet, I'm just going to find a lot of bad stuff and nasty little pictures of gnarled hands and things like that, right? So it's finding these different stories, seeking out these other stories of people that have gotten well. So having hope is really important because that's, you know, that's kind of starting with our beliefs. I also, well, I love talking about breath work too, because we need to calm ourselves down. We're going, most of us are going around in a constant state of stress. And you mentioned we're creating the hormones of stress in our body, which then every single cell, Bruce Lipton talked about, you know, are the antenna basically on the surface of every cell that's picking up on that environment, sending the information to the uh, DNA to, you know, how to re replicate what's going on out here. Well, it's a little bit dangerous. So like, let's make sure we're, we're setting up and, and putting up defense physiology, not, not health physiology. And so, yeah, so doing everything you can to create calm. So I love breath work because it's free, it's totally portable, and it's the fastest way to get the body and mind and body into that parasympathetic state, right? To just kind of calm that nervous system right away. As soon as we start talking about breath work, a lot of times I find people just automatically, you know, they'll breathe through their nose and slow it down and notice. And right in that moment, you're not ruminating over the past or worrying about the future. If you can just like listen to the sound of your breath or feel your belly moving in and out. And hopefully it's the belly and not the chest because the chest, again, if we breathe into our chest, which a lot of people are doing, that's, that's activating the sympathetic state. Whereas when we breathe into the belly area, so the belly is kind of moving in and out because the diaphragm is coming up, up and down, then we're activating the vagus nerve, which is the parasympathetic branch of the nervous system. So breath is a great place to start. Yes, I love that. I have a friend who says, if yeah. your mind is in the future with anxiety or the past with regret, you are pissing on the present. And I love that. Yeah, I um, would piss on their present. Like, why would we I do know. that? <laughs> but so many of us are not in the present. And if you start to pay attention to that, you really start to notice that you're not, you know, you might be eating a piece of toast, but are you really tasting the toast? Are you really being present with the people that you're with? Or are you worrying about what's going to happen to or rehashing something that happened last week? And the nervous system really can only heal in that calm parasympathetic state that exactly. is in the present. And a lot of people say to me, well, how does breathing help your nervous system? Can you help them understand that? There's so much science behind this. And so we know this to be true, that when we slow down the breath, especially the exhale on pain, for sure, it helps lower it. So when we slow down the breath, 
And there's plenty of studies on like mindfulness and how it helps with, with stress, anxiety, with pain. So even people with like fibromyalgia, people with cancer, it helps create that calm. So it, when we do that, the body can like start to heal. And so when we're healing, then our immune system, for example, is going to come back online. Our digestive system is going to come back online. Our endocrine system, our musculoskeletal system, our circulatory system, everything's going to start working more optimally. And of course, in that environment, we're going to start to feel better. But even in the moment, just in that moment, we can just very, very quickly get ourselves into that parasympathetic state. And the faster you do that, the better. Um, Keisha Ewers told me this actually, that when we create cortisol, it takes 12 hours to dissipate it out of the body. The longer we keep ourselves in a stress state, the longer that's going to take. So it's just so important to try to stop it as soon as you can. Breath is a great way to do it. There's other ways, but you've always got the breath with you. When you do that, you can just kind of create that calm state. So that's that's why I love the breath so much. But there's other things people can do. Whatever whatever makes you feel good and gets you in the moment. So it takes a little bit of awareness too. So we want to be able to catch ourselves when we are having negative thoughts. So we're so lucky as human beings that we have this ability to be aware that we are thinking. We can be aware of our thoughts. Now, if you're not used to it, it does take a little bit of practice, but that is something you can practice and that can help. What am I thinking of right now? And if you notice that you're ruminating over the past or you're pissing on your, your present, then you can go, oh, reset, reset, bring myself back to, okay, just focus on the breath. In this, this one I love is in this moment, I'm safe. In this moment, everything's okay. And that can just calm you right down immediately. Yeah, we ha we're the only species that has metacognition. We can think yeah. about what we're thinking about and how we think. But a lot of us don't. We think the same, you know, 70,000 thoughts a day today that we thought yesterday. And so a really empowered use of your mind is to think about what you're thinking about. Think about the things mm -hmm. that you think about repetitively, the patterns and habits. And I really think this the whole childhood trauma, really unpacking that, because I think it's estimated, Gabor Mate estimates that 97% of us have had trauma in our lives. And that just means overwhelming feelings that we couldn't handle that's programmed our nervous system and our cortisol, HPA axis to be on overdrive. Right. So let's dive into a few solutions. I know you've got a podcast we're definitely going to share with everyone, Wellness by Design, that has a lot of resources. But let's dive into so some simple deep belly breaths. It's all about increasing your vagal tone, calming your sympathetic, increasing your parasympathetic, which is that heal and repair part of your nervous system. What are some other things that people could, activities they could start doing today to start calming their mind and healing their body? A lot of people think that right away, I, I've got to change what I'm eating. And not that food isn't important because obviously we got to give our, our body the building blocks, right? For good health and hopefully not be bombarding it with toxins, which take a lot of energy to deal with and um, can build up in the tissues. But even starting with feeling calm while you're eating. So 
when you're preparing food, like feeling good about it, being grateful with the food that you have the ability to do this, sitting down with people that you love, having good conversations, or if you're by yourself, just even just loving on yourself and feeling good while you're eating, taking the time to eat slowly. So I love to say, start with how you eat rather than what you eat. It's a great starting point because then you'll even, you'll be able to digest your food better. And when you digest your food better, well, then it can help calm the nervous system or the immune system down. So then you stop having this inflammatory response. So it's kind of two things, right? It's the, it's the mind. I, I, digestion kind of begins in the mind. So starting with feeling calm while you're eating and appreciating and feeling gratitude, just feeling good about what you're eating. In fact, there's, uh, I've heard that, you know, the Mediterranean diet has always been touted as being such a healthy diet. The people there, you know, eat, they eat all this food and they have longevity. But one thing they do a lot over there is they really linger over their meals, their family times, people are talking and laughing. And so I think that plays a, a big part in it as well. So that's a great place to start. Start with how you're eating. <laughs> I love that. You know, just like sex doesn't begin in the bedroom, foreplay begins outside. I call that food foreplay. And like you said, digestion begins in the mind. So you've got to have food foreplay to get your digestion going. So start with how you eat, not what you eat. I love that, Jane. What else can we do? How you start your day is huge, right? Every day is like a little mini version of our life. And we really don't know how many days we have. So how you start your day sets you up for the rest of the day. So I'm really big believer in starting the day, like even before getting out of bed, just tuning in with your body, noticing what you're feeling. If you feel anything that's kind of a little bit off and kind of sending it some love as if it's a small child, imagine that you're breathing into it and like hugging it. <laughs> and also like, what are you excited about that's coming up? during the day just what do you envision for the day what do you envision for even you know beyond the day for three months five years ten years ahead just really setting your mind up for the day and getting in a really good place and so that's the mindset part i love doing some of that having some movement in the morning is really good especially if you can do it outside because our eyes will get exposed to sunlight so then it sets you up for sleeping better that night and also just having that time where you're doing some mindfulness. So whether you are just sitting there doing some breathing or whether you do a guided meditation or a silent meditation, whatever it is, but you just take some time where you are getting your mind in that present moment and not thinking about other things. Now, our thoughts will wander in, of course, but you you just kind of like, isn't that cute? Let them float away again like clouds and not judge yourself for it. So that probably leads to the next thing is just like being kind to yourself. We're, we're far too hard on ourselves. And so that's really important. So yeah, the morning I think is important. How you eat is important. Being aware of your thoughts. What are you thinking about all the time? Maybe you might want to journal on that even like, you know, kind of sit down and what's on your mind right now, just write it all down just so that you're getting an idea of what you're thinking about all the time. And then is that kind, like, are you speaking to you like yourself, like you would speak to someone that you love, like a best friend and chances are, 
we may not be. So might want to turn that around a little bit. And Louise Hay was a real proponent of uh, doing mirror work. And that might seem a little weird to people to look in the mirror and say, you know, I really love you. However you are, I love you. There's a book by Mel Robbins called The High Five Habit. And she talks about the power of high-fiving yourself in the mirror in the morning because we have this association with a high-five that's it's always like good um, and it's like who celebrating and you're you know you're you're doing awesome so instead of looking in the mirror and feeling negative about yourself you're high-fiving it's kind of a pattern interrupt in the brain she backs this up with a lot of science in the book as well so even making that a little habit in the morning, like high-fiving yourself in the mirror instead of looking in the mirror and thinking the critical thoughts that so often we do, especially, you know, us women, as we get older, we're probably looking in the mirror going, who is that? And like, where do these wrinkles come from and all that? But instead, high-five yourself. Look at me. I'm awesome. <laughs> or even if you don't feel like that, like you can tone it down a little and say, I'm, I'm doing so much better. I'm doing the best I can today. I'm the best version of myself today. Yes. You know, I love that. And I'm wondering if you can think of uh, a client that maybe you've worked with who really didn't think that she had a problem with negative self-talk or self-love. And maybe she worked with some of these tools and how that helped to transform her health and her life. If you could share that. Oh, you know, this is pretty much every client. <laughs> yeah, because most people, by the time they come to me, they're already in pain. And so I know that there's always this emotional component to pain, a lot of time connected with these emotions. Louise Hay wrote a great book called uh, You Can Heal Your Life, Emotions Connected with the Pain, Different Issues, I guess, Disease in the Body. Plus, I know I'm a yoga instructor now, I know a lot about the chakras and the emotions and things and, and how it's connected connected to different endocrine systems in the body. So I know that there's this connection. So pretty much every client, you know, we work on this and, and I see them change. It's so beautiful that to see them realize that they've been so hard on themselves and they don't have to do that, really teaching them self-love. And then when you have that, you can make better decisions for yourself because you love yourself, right? You're going to make better decisions. You're going to not mind taking the time to cook a meal that's going to be nourishing. You're not going to mind taking the time to do this little morning routine that's going to help help you or going out for a walk or whatever it is. So it starts with, with that, like really loving yourself, taking the time to do the breath work. As I said, even with breath work, there's a lot of science behind this and especially breath work that's creates heart resonance that the cognitive brain, we think better. And when we think better, we make better decisions. So it all starts to kind of tumble along and feel good. So, I mean, one, one story that I just love is this woman that came to me and a lot of self-esteem issues and pain, overweight. And after working with me for a while, I remember she said, I can finally bend over and tie my own shoes. And that, like, I didn't even realize that that was going to be a thing for her that meant so much. And it just kind of kept on going from there. But that you can just imagine how the feeling of, of that when she could finally tie her own shoes and how how liberating that felt for her instead of having to get someone else to do it. 
Yes, that's true freedom. And you don't even realize that you don't have or appreciate the fact that you can bend over and tie your shoes until it's gone. Yeah, or Um, turn the door handle. (laughs) Or turn the door handle, right? These things we take for granted. And then sometimes we literally wake up and our health is deteriorating. But there is a way out. You, You all listening know that hormones is key for me, for sure. I think Jane would agree, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and also, you've got to tackle this, the toxicity. I loved how you shared, yeah, it's toxins in the body, which includes stress and includes the thoughts that you're thinking. And I think you've given a lot of people a place to start, some simple things they can start doing to start turning the tide. You know, it's funny because back when I started on my healing journey, people would say things to me like, you're really hard on yourself, aren't you? And I would think, are you crazy? No, I'm not. And (laughs) they would say things like that. And now I look back and I think, wow, it was so true. And and so many of us successful, intelligent, type A women are so hard on ourselves. Like I would say, I don't have time to, you know, take care of myself, basically. I don't have time. I don't have time for this. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. But underneath that, basically, what are you saying to your body? I don't care enough to make the time. Exactly. And that's, that's really being hard on yourself. So everybody listening, hold the mirror up to yourself, look in the mirror. And if you really have a hard time looking in your own eyes and saying, you're awesome, I love you and giving yourself a high five in the mirror, you might be being too hard on yourself too. (laughs) So I definitely want to share where everybody can find you, Jane, tell them about your wellness by design podcast and all the places they can find you online. Well, my Wellness by Design podcast is all about intentional living. And I created it because I wanted people who who are finding themselves with disease or pain or inflammation in their body or lack of energy. I wanted them to understand that they, through intentional living, they can create health in their body again. So the guests that I have on talk about different ways of doing that. I talk about different ways of doing that. So that's what that podcast is about. I really love it. It's a little passion project for me. And and I'm really getting a lot of great feedback. So I'm, I'm quite happy about that. And then my website is thewellnessengineer.com. And that's who I am. I was an engineer. Now I'm the, the wellness engineer. And I've got a great little audio bundle if anyone wants to download it it's it's right on the main page or they can go to the wellnessengineer.com slash audio bundle and i've got three file three audios they can download one is 108 affirmations for health and wellness because we can we can reprogram our subconscious mind with affirmations if we repeat them over and over again especially if we feel them as well because how we feel is more important than just the words I've also got a guided meditation for health and healing. And then I've also got like a heart resonance breath work that I guide people through. So it really creates that beautiful heart harmony. And there's lots of science. The Heart Math Institute um, has done plenty of science around how when we get ourselves in that state, how we think better, we feel better, we heal, people get along better. There's so many great things with that. So that's three little gifts for them. 
Awesome. We will have that link in the show notes. So if you're driving, don't try to write it down. We will have it in the show notes. When you get to your destination, you can click it and go there and sign up. And thank you so much for joining us today, Jane, and shedding some light on how we can help to heal our chronic pain and health problems by using our breath, our mind, and our body in a positive way and really making that connection for everyone and giving them some tools to get started with. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, Karen, thank you so much for having me. And thank you all for listening to another episode of The Hormone Prescription with Dr. Kieran. I hope that you've learned something today that you can put into practice to start changing the trajectory of your health and your life today. It really, a journey of a thousand steps begins with the first one. So you just got to do one thing. So what's the one thing you're going to do today? I want to see you give a high five to yourself in the mirror. Say, I love you. You're awesome. I would love to see a picture of that and post it on social and tag us and we will look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the hormone prescription with dr kieran until then peace love and hormones y'all thank you so much for listening i know that incredible vitality occurs for women over 40 when we learn to speak hormone and balance these vital regulators to create the health and the life that we deserve If you're enjoying this podcast, I'd love it if you'd give me a review and subscribe. It really does help this podcast out so much. You can visit thehormoneprescription.com where we have some free gifts for you. And you can sign up to have a hormone evaluation with me on the podcast to gain clarity into your personal situation. Until next time, remember, take small steps each day to balance your hormones and watch the wonderful changes in your health that begin to unfold for you. Talk to you soon.